Hey, this is Joey. And this is Austin. And you're listening to Dark Sign Hero. Today we'll be talking about the history of horror films and also the subgenre of slashers. Austin, I'm ready when you are. Let's do it. To start off, I kind of wanted to give like a little bit of a history lesson, I guess, on the versions of horror movies. I was kind of looking this up because I found it, and I found it pretty fascinating because I was trying to see like what exactly or when horror movies started to become more, I guess, popular. I would say mm-hmm. so. According to this article on the New York Film Academy's website, the first horror movie was made by a man named George Millies. I don't know if you recognize that name. Oh, George Millier. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I butchered that name. <laughs> Yeah, he's one of the OG filmmakers of the whole world, man. Oh, wow. That's, they don't think that says it in here, but yeah. So, according to this article, yeah, so he created the movie that came out in the mid 1890s, I would say, or 1898, uh-huh. to be more exact, called, I'm going to butcher this, by the way, Le Manoa du Diable. I'm sorry if I say that so bad, but it translates translates to the haunted castle or the house of the devil. So that is widely to believed as the first horror movie in the film industry, I guess. So wow, that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy to think like how far back I guess like horror movies have like how far back it started really because you have movies like the classic monster movies like Dracula, Frankenstein, Frankenstein. There's like the mummy, and the sure. uh, the swamp, the swamp creature thing. Yeah, yeah. So there's so there's those, and of course you've also got. Um, let's see here. It's actually pretty interesting. I was looking at the whole thing. So you've got like the golden age of movies, or I guess let me start before that. The literary years. It says where it talks about the oh, yeah. first adaptation of Frankenstein, which wow. was released by Edison Studios in these early days, as well as Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde and the Werewolf. Dang, was like in the early 1900s between 1900 and 1920 and that's yeah, the early talks movies. about where you see an influx of supernatural themed films yeah man i grew up on those i, I loved them and and actually just to add this i want you to keep going but just a side note have you ever heard of the film hugo it came out in 2011 uh sounds familiar but i don't think i ever saw it so it was made by martin scorsese if you haven't heard of him he did like goodfellas and the wolf of wall street and all that but basically it was his first children's movie one of the few pg rated movies he's made and the whole movie was it was very heavily showcasing georges millier the director you just mentioned the og guy it was really cool fantastic tale but not a lot of people liked it i'm one of the few that did but you're right man i mean horror movies kind of i guess started with I guess George Millier, I didn't really know that, but he's been around for a long time, man, making movies. Of course, he's dead, mm-hmm. but well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. from what I understood, he he kind of pioneered like making movies kind of mainstream. They mm-hmm. they were kind of around like at little circuses and things like you go into a little tent. Like I'm sure you've heard of the, the story about how some guy just filmed like a train passing and uh, it was the first time people had seen something like that, and they thought the train was going to come and like through the screen and run them over. You know, it was like it was really a big deal. It was crazy stuff. But I I went to a little charter school for filmmaking, and we actually had to study one of his most famous films called A Trip to the Moon, which it it's crazy, man. It was a little short film, but I mean the special effects, like like a hundred years ago or more, hundred and twenty years ago, like. They're crazy good for what they are, man. I mean, it it, it mm. really really cool stuff. It's like about a 
bunch of people who land on the moon. It's really, really something else. It's a trip for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Sorry to derail you. Oh, Keep you're, going. Oh, you're, good. you're good. Yeah. So the article just kind of goes through the history of like horror movies, like through the 30s. Uh, let's see here. The 30s were you would see the Hammer Horror Company while founded in 1934. You would see around that time, like Frankenstein, Dracula, kind of still some movies like that. Yeah. I also heard the French horror films were extremely terrifying, even back in the 20s and 30s and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like Nosferatu and stuff. I've seen like images of it and it it actually looks quite creepy, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't really, I haven't even seen that many, yes, like foreign horror movies, but I know like stuff uh what is it like parasite that was a is that a horror oh movie? yeah the one that came out just a couple years ago i think so was that a horror movie yeah I can't remember. well i saw it i it was creepy i wouldn't actually call it a horror movie I, i'd maybe call it like a thriller but it mm. definitely had its moments of like, of like terrifying stuff right so i mean you know some of those i guess one movie i guess that stands out to mind again it's not i wouldn't say it's a horror movie but like midsummer that's a oh like a yeah. psychological thriller i would say that, that got me man yeah that's oh. a pretty have pretty you seen movie. it yeah i've seen it it's really good it's uh, it, it, it's good dude it takes dude, you for, it, takes uh, you for a trip it's just like what like when you thrill. get to the very end it's like what just happened you know <laughs> I know. Yeah, uh, that movie was crazy. I was just in the the mall when it came out. Like, I wasn't really into movies at the time. Mm-hmm. I kind of go in phases like, oh, I'm going to watch movies for a few months. So I'm going to play games. Well, I was just in the mall, I think getting books or something. I forget what I was doing. But uh, I, w- I had a lot of free time that day. And I was like, ah, I may as well catch a movie. And um, there was one that looked interesting called Midsummer. I had not heard of it. I didn't see any trailers, any marketing, nothing. And I it looked interesting. I was like, let's see it. So I go in, man, not expecting anything. I didn't even know it was a scary movie, dude. Mm-hmm. And I, <laughs> this is just my honest reaction. I wanted to walk out about halfway through, dude. I, I didn't think I could sit through that film. <laughs> yeah. It was really getting under my skin. And that's that's a huge testament to how good uh, Ari Aster, the director, did with his job on that movie man and anyway but from then on i was like i gotta watch more movies so that movie as much as i kind of hated it it kind of sparked my the, the next year of me just kind of watching tons of movies so i don't know i guess it did a good and bad thing to me <laughs> yeah yeah for sure and to kind of go back to the uh, a little more about the history of horror movies throughout the the decades so you would see adaptations like frankenstein dracula the mummy that put the company the hammer horror company that was founded that i mentioned previously back in 1934 and then so through the 40s and 50s like around that time you know with wars and world war or like wars in europe i guess would i'd say going on at that time like a lot of people were afraid of like nuclear fallouts and stuff like that yeah so movies that really got to people would be like the war of the worlds and the worlds and when the worlds collide that were big hits in like 1953 and then of course you had like godzilla and the incredible shrinking man just like those radioactive like mutation or radioactive fallout movies that really got to people it makes sense because during that time you know that's what people were afraid of now nowadays you have so many different genres and subgenres of horror movies that's not even funny and yeah it's really it's just like you know for me it's i i enjoy slasher films i i'm one of those guys like michael myers Ghostface from scream like those are mm-hmm. probably be my top two slasher and icons. jason of course and jason yeah friday the 13th and halloween definitely helped put like the slasher genre on the on the map you know and yeah of for course, sure and don't forget also like texas chainsaw massacre movies too i've actually never seen any of them yeah you're you're not missing out <laughs> <laughs> it's just like i'll get to this later but yeah it's just there's a lot of i was trying to watch the all of them and i just like this some of these just 
don't make sense. It's just kind of a weird, I guess, like order of the movies, you know, to me, like how I was trying to watch it. Yeah. And I'm like, this is kind of weird, but interesting. The, yeah. the Texas Chainsaw movies. Yeah. Because like there was, so they had like the first one that came out in the, I think seventies, right? Yeah. The seventies, like around the same time as when Halloween came out and, yeah. and then there was like reboot and then a reboot and then there's a sequel to the reboot and then there was a reboot <laughs> to the reboot. I'm like, what are we doing here with this franchise? It's so weird. So the Halloween movies, for instance, like there was the first two that came out back to back. And then yeah. years yeah. later, there was Halloween three season, of the witch, and then Halloween four and then Halloween four and five. And then it came out pretty close to each other. And then we had the Rob Zombie reboot in 2007 and 2009. Or I guess that this... movie scared the hell out of yeah. me, man. And then we had the most recent ones, the ones directed by David Gordon Green. But David um, Gordon Green was the well, one, that, the man that directed the this recent trilogy. A lot of people didn't like them but i did I, I liked him a lot i enjoyed the 2018 one because it's a direct sequel to the first one which mm-hmm. was what i was okay with i did like the second original halloween that came out in the 80s that followed up to the first one mm-hmm. but i i get it like you're wanting to kind of like establish something more in the modern day and bring this character to you know they did really good with the first one i wasn't a fan of the second one and the third one just kind of lost me i don't know man i was hooked the whole series of david gordon greens yeah i liked it a lot but you know to each his own but you know they actually didn't actually creep me out or scare me like a horror film i think should you know Mm -hmm. the one that did that was definitely halloween by rob zombie the 2007 movie Mm -hmm. that actually that really shocked me i I had trouble sleeping for a few days i was young you know i was was kind of young yeah i remember i remember when i was little i remember yeah we lived in a trailer park and Mm -hmm. we remember turning on the tv by i think i turned it on by accident and I think it was a good lesson because as soon as I turned it on, there was Michael Myers on the screen. And I think it was oh, a scene from H2O, Halloween 20 years later. And I was just wow. like, nope, I'm done. And then just turned the TV back off. It scared the living, like the living crap out of me. I was like, <laughs> uh, yeah, like, I'm done. Yeah, that's how it goes. And I think that's a mark of a good horror film, you know? Yeah. And there was another one, which she, I don't think you mentioned yet, but it's called The Hills Have Eyes. Have you heard of this? I think I tried watching it and I don't know just kind of it was really creepy like the beginning of like the opening sequence of the movie was just really creepy yeah this like cannibalistic family right that- yes and no it's actually more like uh I think if I recall correctly it's a family who's like going I think on a road trip and they're going through the desert uh, with their trailer and their car breaks down they have to get help of course and they're looking around and they run into this this cannibalistic fa- family but the way it was done man and I'm not talking about the original I didn't see that i talked about the remake or i've seen the remake and Mm -hmm. the only reason i decided to finish it because i i was extremely tempted to just turn it off move on the only reason i sat through it was because i was trying to do some film studies at the time and everyone said this is like a landmark film you have to see this so i sat through it but dude it's one of the just an awful awful feeling dude like i think there is a point where horror films go too far there's several that do that and i some people will disagree they think maybe this is mild compared to what else is out there but for me that movie really i did not like it was just it was a little bit too much it was just it shows scenes of like you know the daughter who's sleeping in the trailer while the dad's out there getting help and the 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 cannibal the the hillbilly family this deformed really disturbing to look at guy comes in and basically rapes her or gets close to it and it's just like you know it just it just pushes the envelope where i'm just not comfortable with sitting through you know but i don't know it's just (sighs) some movies man they're too much (laughs) yeah yeah, it's true. 
especially like the terrifier movies i feel like that's just a yeah that's a whole nother can of worms <laughs> yeah it's like like we're gonna get to this eventually i didn't want to kind of like dance dance around that for long but yeah i just kind of like when you, it's like when you dip your pinky toe in the water to test the temperature it's like <laughs> yeah but no yeah so real quick back to the kind of like the history of horror movies yeah so like the first ones you had texas chainsaw massacre that came out in 1974 uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I forgot that one. I don't know why I forgot that's that. A, that's a classic, dude. Yeah. Oh, I love that movie. Um, but yeah, not Halloween. John Carpenter's masterpiece. That was. It's very simple. It's not like I guess law films back at like even Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You don't see really gore or you know blood in the. It's kind of mm-hmm. like it just kind of creeps you out. Like it's under your skin pretty much. Yeah. Um, Halloween. Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street were the OG movies that kicked off the say slasher genre. It's true, man. And Halloween, the original one uh, with John Carpenter directing, that really, really changed the game. Um, you know, as you're in the history, you're saying scary movies have always kind of been around, um, mm-hmm. but none of them were, you know, for the time as tense and kind of, you know, on the seat of your pants, like what the heck is going to happen with this serial killer, you know, you know, and for the time as a from a filmmaker's point of view, it was a landmark film because he did it basically on a shoestring budget. And, you know, he pulled it off and it, it did extremely well, which made the rest of Hollywood like kind of come up with a new way of, you know, I guess making money from films, which, you know, come up with a producible low budget idea that will sell really well. That really took off. I mean, the another film that did that was Paranormal Activity. I think they had like a budget of like 10,000 or less. Mm. And that took off, you know. So, but it was really because the idea of having zero, basically zero money, make a film and scare people will hopefully make a lot of money. So it's just a new, new paradigm shift with that, with Halloween one. Mm -hmm. And uh, kept producing like sequels throughout the seventies, eighties, and then into the nineties is where you started seeing movies like Wes Craven's Scream. That was 1996. Oh yeah. So I guess like around like, you know, from the seventies and eighties, like there was, I guess a lot of people, and it, it makes sense that, you know, people do get, tend to get exhausted, I guess, tired of, you know, certain genre of movies you know like they're tighter seeing just superhero movies like with the marvel films and dc with all these different superhero movies that are constantly coming out but i'm like you know people will still go and see them people will still enjoy them i you know i'll enjoy a good superhero movie but back to the slashers mm-hmm. the slasher i guess apparently like slasher films lost its steam within the like once it got into the 90s and then that's where i guess where like filmmakers started kind of trying to do different things like anaconda that came out in 1997 yes some cgi monster movies and different things and deep water and deep rising mm-hmm. kind of i think the spark got lit up again you know with scream that definitely helped get people more excited about slasher films because it did meet a lot of success it's true man i think you're right scream was kind of a revolution dude it's i loved it and uh just last year last halloween season i'd only seen you know years before maybe the first one and the fourth one and i liked Mm -hmm. them a lot but i'd never seen all of them you know and so i actually sat down and committed to watching back to back all the scream movies all the way up until the fifth one and i can kind of see why they took such a long break between the fourth and the fifth Mm -hmm. a big reason of course is because wes craven sadly passed away but also because i i love the first second was amazing the third I hated. Fourth was really good, but I could kind of like as I was going through the movies, I was getting a little drained, like because it's it's a very similar structure every movie, you know, mm-hmm. and they just kind of change a couple key details. And I haven't seen 
all these slashers, the history of slashers, like Friday the 13th series and Halloween. But I can just me experiencing that kind of burnout just from watching the the five screen movies. I could see how, you know, through the decades that why it lost steam. So and of course, you should mention Scream 6 is out right now. So probably going to check that out, too. But do you think that slashers are seeing a resurgence in films like in the modern day, like right now? Within the last, I would say probably the last like two to three years. Some of them, I feel like, okay, I guess starting back with um, 2018, like with Halloween, the David Gordon Green movie, mm-hmm. I could see that definitely reigniting a spark in those kind of movies. I like, like, like I said, I like that movie. It was really good. I feel like they brought back the this tension, like the spirit, of, yeah, the spirit of <laughs> the spirit of Halloween, <laughs> the spirit of <laughs> of that first movie, you know, and yeah, I thought, yeah, it did meet a lot of a lot of success. People loved it. You know, I actually kind of feel like the David Gordon Green's movie. Gordon Green movies kind of like they're they're different you know the first movie was very much kind of an homage to the first you know the uh, the original it had that same vibe just like you said but the sequels I like them I know a lot of people don't you might even be one of them but you know they they're doing something that I I haven't really seen before and I I kind of want to coin the term like a cerebral slasher. By that, I kind of mean like it's more like the mood of the film and it ha- and it happens to have scenes of, you know, slashing and killing, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I really like the vibe. I, I, well, I want to see more of it, I have to say. Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to like not say like I hate the like as a whole as a as a whole for that Halloween trilogy. Like it's it's good. It's just that I feel like for me, the first one was the most solid. The second one for me is mostly solid towards the end. It kind of like lost me like i love the idea of hey the towns you know retaliate i guess like pushing back because they've gone through so much trauma or i guess like that was i feel like a reoccurring theme throughout the trilogy is dealing with trauma trying to i guess like process like what you've just went through like when it comes to something like that like you've just been attacked by the student in a mask you know like how, how do you cope with that you know yeah how do you deal um, but yeah i did like i did like the idea of like the town finally pushing back and saying we're done with this like we're gonna take the mat this matter into our own hands we're going to find Michael Myers we're going to end this once for all and I like the idea I did like it and then the third one was kind of like I don't know I felt like the Corey guy the main character I felt like he was kind of like shoehorned in there I mean a little bit but again I think it's because it's really trying to do something kind of new that I, I've never seen and that's kind of why it's like you know a cerebral slasher it's not really about the killing like the first movies or the sequels you know it's much more like like you said like how do we deal with this crazy crazy lunatic who kills people how do we cope how do we how do we deal basically you know and it, mm-hmm. and it's uh, the killing's there okay it has to have the selling point you know and i do enjoy that just as an entertainment standpoint but i really enjoyed that it was trying something new with kind of making you really kind of feel the vibe of the film and i, I was sold dude i i love those movies right but they're doing something new which is why people are kind of pushing back on it you know yeah and which is why i'm kind of interested to see like what happens with the character michael myers next because you know they finish the trilogy so i'm like okay so where do we go from here you know like do we i'm sure Simon will probably pick him up pick it up again like maybe in a few years or so and say hey we're gonna try another reboot which i'm like well makes sense because like where do you go after this this trilogy just ended you know well if anyone's seen the third movie of that trilogy it's definitely over <laughs> right right yeah, yeah so they they're gonna have to reboot it again right that's my thought on the most recent halloween trilogy it's i'd say it's solid i i did enjoy it it's just i know it's just kind of like for me towards 
towards the end it just it, it was good that they definitely ended it like for sure made sure that this is over like there's no hey he's gonna come you know he's gonna come back well from what i understand you know maybe it is a possibility that he does so who knows what they're gonna do but in terms of more like a realistic point which is kind of what this the trilogy was going for i don't see how it's possible <laughs> let's yeah. try not to get in too much spoilers but you know it's uh it's definitely going to be interesting where they take that franchise yeah also a another thing i wanted to touch on like when it comes to like a i guess like a subgenre of horror movies would be like horror comedy movies so you have what would you consider that to be like, like give me a, give me like an example zombie land for one. Oh yes or, okay uh sean of, of the dead yeah yeah okay <laughs> those are some pretty good movies right there yes they are good yeah sean of the it's probably like one of my favorite zombie movies of all time would you say warm bodies is like a comedy i never saw romance? that movie mm. I never saw that. I, isn't it about like a zombie falling in love with a human? Yeah, that basically becomes, I don't know, like he's a zombie and he becomes human sort of in a way. And so that's, you know, that's where the story goes. Like he, and he falls in love with this girl. Just so Yeah, I check it out. Yeah. It sounds kind of funny and it's, cute. I remember when I watched it, I liked it, I, but I haven't seen it in so long. So I would have to go back and rewatch it. But from what I can remember, yeah, that's basically the gist of it. Gotcha. I've actually only seen Zombieland 1. I never saw the sequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I love Zombieland. That was... I just thought it was genius. Just great filmmaking. Yeah. Did you have anything more to add on like the... Um, like, yeah, kind of a little bit. Not. It's not necessarily like a slasher uh, topic, but I wanted to touch on... You mentioned War of the Worlds. There, back in... I think it was the 50s. Don't quote me on that. But I'm pretty sure that's when the first like film or radio broadcast happened on, in the 50s when they released this this War of the World story. And from what I understand, there was a radio broadcast of it. And the way they, they did it was so avant-garde, kind of artsy, like realistic. It, it, it sounded real. So there were millions of people listening to this. And the way that the story, it's all fictional, but the way it was portrayed on the radio program, everyone thought it was real. Everyone thought there were actually aliens attacking. Everyone thought the world was ending and there was mass hysteria. I just think it's interesting because it's kind of the power that horror can have you know or any sort of thriller these stories you know if you don't go if you don't know going into it that it's fake if you don't know that it's you know a fantasy mm-hmm. it can it can really really scare you and change your life that's kind of the i guess the assumed point of going into a movie you're in this theater or you're watching it at home you pulled it up yourself you paid for the ticket you know that what you're getting is a product it's not real and but when that when that container kind of gets taken away when for some reason like in this back in the 50s people thought this was real people get really scared and a lot of crap can happen so i think it's it's kind of interesting the power this medium could potentially have you know if they ever decided to let's say a filmmaker let's say he calls it a documentary but the entire thing is made up you know but everything that he makes in it looks real it plays real and people flip out and then later on says oh it's fake like they did with the war of the worlds broadcast there's it's just kind of interesting how how it can kind of go you know it's just it, it it's a very fun medium a lot of people you know i'm sure me and you included you know they love horror because it's a thrill but it no longer becomes a thrill if you think for some reason it could be real you know yeah so i just i just think that's kind of a interesting point to make yeah i never thought about it like that it's pretty interesting because it's definitely kind of sorry to go back to kind of like slashers there's a two movies i don't know if you you probably heard of them 
uh, Strangers, mm-hmm. the first one that came out in 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard of it. I never yeah. saw it. That, that movie, I remember when I saw like a uh, commercial for it, it scared the, levi- the living crap out of me because I remember <laughs> just, just the, just, I don't know, because it, to everyone that has watched it, and for me, the sequel was a little more colorful, like in terms of like visuals. Yeah, there was one part of that I remember going and seeing the, when the sequel came out pray at night there was one scene that just made me jump out of my seat because it's just i did not expect it i did not i was not prepared for this moment in the in the movie but yeah it's what, definitely without going into spoilers um could you give me the premise of the strangers i'm not exactly sure so the strangers it it's about these two this man and this woman i can't remember the names of the characters but basically so because i remember the the actress that's in the movie she i remember her from the incredible hulk the one with edward norton she's oh, okay she's in there and so basically what happens is that the the guy the main guy he tries you know proposing to her because they're at this friend's their friend's wedding and so he decides to go and propose to her and she says no to him and he had this whole thing planned out because he was going to take her to his family's cabin and there was going to be like this romantic thing or or i guess like weekend for him because you know he was hoping that she would say yes Mm -hmm. and she didn't so they ended up still going to the cabin anyway and so it's kind of awkward with them being there you know like what do you do so you know she's trying to find like i guess like someone to come pick her up and waiting for someone to so she so that she doesn't have to be there and so you know they're at the so they finally get to the cabin because that's like where the movie starts is like they're driving from the wedding and they get to the cabin and she sees like all the stuff that he had planned out like the flower flower petals on the floor and the champagne and stuff it starts off slow but then it, like once you get to the girl that knocks on the door the, the girl that they open up the door to and she's asking she asks for a person if that this person's home and they said no this you got the wrong house she just stands there and you don't see her face the entire time like her face is like like the porch is black like so you don't see her face the entire time sounds creepy so so the whole idea is like this home invasion story of these three mass killers that are have pretty much like figured out the layout of the cabin and know the ins and outs of it but the two people the two main characters don't know that they think that they are safe well yes not safe but they think that they can hold them off like while they try to like call for help or i guess and but yeah no these people like are able to like walk in and out of the house with ease without you know like figuring it like letting them know that they're there there was i remember there was a scene of the movie like a trailer showing or i guess like a video on youtube of the first time like this audience watched it like their reaction to it because you see Mm -hmm. this girl you see the main girl just stand there with her back against like where the the window is at Mm -hmm. because there's a sliding glass door that the one of the main mass killers walks through and he's just he walks in just silently and just stands there and everyone's freaking out like oh my gosh he's right there he's right there turn around like you can hear him screaming at her and the entire time she does not turn her back and then finally he leaves and then you know she eventually turns around you know no one's there but yeah it's it's definitely like a I would say I did enjoy the first one more, but I did like the second one because it, I was kind of wondering how they were going to do the, the sequel because like, are they going to kind of connect it to the first one at all? Or are we just going to have completely new characters? And mm-hmm. yeah, I, I did enjoy the, I did enjoy both of them both pretty good. It sounds kind of like the last house on the left. Have you heard of that movie? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, dude, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, I'll check it out. And then on that note, I kind of wanted to talk about some of the highest grossing horror films of all time. I guess you would probably, that depends on like what you would say is a horror movie, because if you think about it, like, would you say Ghostbusters is a horror movie, even <laughs> though it's not? To me, it's like, I guess yeah. like there's like some, like it could like spook people, but I wouldn't say it's like a horror movie. No, um, it's more like an adventure. It's like uh, a, yeah. Yeah, it's like a comedy slash 
I would say it's got some comedy in there. It's got, you know, it's got Bill Murray. It's got... It's Dan a very Hickord. goofy tone. Yeah. It's got... Yeah, it's more like a aimed as like a family-friendly movie, you know? But yeah, so I guess some of... I pulled up a list and there was... The highest grossing movie was It. The 2017 Chapter 1 version of the movie. That makes sense. Because it made that was, it gross. That was a huge movie. Yeah, because it had... I remember going to see it too and it was pretty pretty insane because I, I remember you know watching the the 1990s one i guess it was a mini series oh yeah i remember it you know like for a lot of movies like at the time for people that watched it when it first came out i get like how it could be scary but you know for us like it's you know you could definitely see like it's aged with the special effects and stuff and tim wow. curry is still the best tim, man yeah, don't, don't deny it no, no, no. i'm not saying anything <laughs> bad about tim curry tim curry is awesome i like tim curry like rocky Horror right. picture show and yeah, all this he's done has been pretty great. But yeah, so I guess like the top, I guess you can also look this up too, but like the top, even like It Chapter 2 is in the top 10, one of the top highest grossing movies of all time for horror movies. I don't doubt it. I do um, not doubt it. And then you've got movies like The Sixth Sense, it's at spot number two, Jaws at number three, and then I guess if you counted it, 1984's Ghostbusters. But um, Do you see The Exorcist on there anywhere? The Exorcist? Yes, it's at number yeah. five. So oh, that's number 1973. Five. But yep. if you look at it as adjusted rankings because of i guess because of like how ticket prices have gone up and like fluctuated yeah. and stuff now so if you look at the adjusted list now here's where you'll see the i guess that list at number one it's jaws because that one made yep. over a billion dollars and then exorcist at number two there it is um yeah so still within the top five highest grossing movies of all time and then you've got ghostbusters and then sixth sense and then gremlins at number five. Oh, good old gremlins dude i haven't yeah. watched that in years yeah. <laughs> it's definitely not a kids movie yeah it's, you definitely don't want to feed that thing at, um after midnight so <laughs> or get it wet or get it wet yep yeah. yeah that was like well it's like you gotta be very careful with it or else it's gonna turn into a monster and it's gonna attack you so you know i heard a funny story uh there was like a news article way back when it came out that it wasn't the gore it wasn't the the dark tone it wasn't even you know like the adult maturity of it what pissed parents off about that film was that it revealed that santa claus isn't real oh yeah so gotcha. as, the, uh, isn't that interesting oh, with all the uh with all the controversy around it it was really that one that one little thing saying you know santa mm. claus isn't real yeah i could definitely see how that would make a lot of parents mad <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, especially just, yeah your kid just finds out while watching the well what was it what's it is it pg at the time yeah it's pg oh that's crazy but yeah so yeah those are some of the highest grossing movies of all time according to an article on forbes that's awesome man yeah horror films i think are very very cathartic medium dude Mm -hmm. it's uh it's extremely fun terrifying it can just it can terrify you man but it can also kind of sometimes enlighten you because I know, like, my grandma, she is much more cautious because of the some of the Alfred Hitchcock films she saw when she was a kid. Oh, yeah. So, in one way, you know, yeah, it's a fun movie and it gives you some some adrenaline but at the same time if it's good enough like some of the themes and topics stick with you like for example she's very careful when she's you know if she has to like walk through a parking lot at night you know she has her keys in her hand in case she has to use them as a weapon uh, same, same with my mom another one is uh making sure your house doors are locked you know i mean it's it's kind of interesting how these movies you know as much as you think they're kind of throwaway experiences they're they are kind of important in their own way you know mm-hmm yeah like i said earlier like the you know at the time like with the 50s and 60s like with all the like the nuclear movies that came out that's definitely frightened people because of the possibility of that happening you know like some you know i guess now 
you know, with all those uh, different movie genres that we have, like paranormal movies, like Paranormal Activity, The Exorcist, The Conjuring, Conjuring, yeah. like those are all like st- stuff like that could possibly happen. And it's frightening to like, yeah. you know, when you see a movie like that, for me personally, I kind of steer, you know, I don't try to watch those movies that, you know, those particular kind of movies, but you know, and you steer away from them. Yeah. I um, get it. Yeah. I, horror films are not my forte for sure. Um, I, I had my kind of years with them and sadly I, I'm not trying to bash horror films. If they do you good, you keep on watching them. You know, if they're fun for you, you keep on watching them. But for me personally, after a few really gnarly horror films in a row, I just felt like, you know, a really kind of just a negative energy around me, you know, just, just, just not really depressed, just kind of like, just, I don't know, just down, you know, I think they're fun every now and then, but if that's all you watch, I'd kind of be watching out for your mental health, you know? Yeah, for sure. Let's see. What would you, so I want to kind of like talk about like what our favorite i guess like movie horror movie icons would be or I guess like franchises so okay i think you mentioned to me like one time you said you were gonna like yours was michael myers or would it be someone else? Something yes else? well let me i kind of want to rephrase that let me think about it you know i think my favorite horror film are we talking about like an, an icon or just like a series in general i guess it's just like a series in general like if there's a series of horror movies that you really enjoy or i know. think my favorite is actually probably scream I just love its its wittiness, you know. I love the love the twists and turns, and you know, Ghostface. That mask is so iconic. You know, I think Plus, that's probably my favorite. Now that you mention it, kind of makes me think like it's yeah, it's definitely a good series of films because it's like, well, anyone can be Ghostface because you just have to. Play, I know. You know, it's you just, different every time. Yeah, it's crazy. Like yeah. how they this person dies, then it can't be this next the person in the next film. You know, so they're kind of figuring right. out who's who's being the copycat of Ghostface. You know, exactly. So I think yeah, my favorite would probably be scream but what what is your favorite mine would probably would have to be michael myers just because yeah it's definitely like like with those films it's definitely something that could be possible like someone putting on a mask and throwing around and terrorizing people you know it's stuff like that like i feel like a lot of the slasher films have you ever seen the movie called hush no i have not seen that so that's an, another i guess like flasher movie that definitely is in the realm of possibility like in our reality could something that could happen to us because it's mm-hmm. about this girl that's deaf and she's in this house that's like out in the i feel like out in the middle of nowhere and i know she lives alone and she's talking to her friend like through this um, chat on her computer and she i think like at some point she thinks she's talking to her friend but eventually she starts to realize that the person that she's chatting with is this person that's like stalking her out outside her house and is watching her and wow yeah it's a very creepy it's not you know not like super slashy like texas chainsaw massacre or friday the 13th but it's definitely like something that could happen in real life you know like someone that just watches you like if you live alone and you know they've scoped out your house and they know like your routine and everything it's definitely like a movie that definitely could happen to someone yeah yeah no i would say michael myers is my probably like my favorite horror icon in the franchise it's really good you know like some of the some of the movies were were like on a try to create a tier list or on the, uh, the bottom but yeah definitely as a whole even with the rob zombie movies the first one was i think in my opinion better than the second one but that's just me definitely that franchise is, is like one of my favorites of all time all right very good man i actually want to ask a question to you and i'll chime in but what do you think if there are any what do you think are, is the horror film series or film that should not have been made it's just way too much i think that no both, one should see I that no one should see i think we're both i think we both know the answer to this one. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my gosh, because yeah, we, we do. talked about it so many times. I, yeah, I would have to say Terrifier movies. I could have lived with just the first one, but someone had to go, they had to go and make the second one. Yeah. And I think it was, because I, I watched it at home. I didn't go and see it in theaters. And I, yeah, I was like, I don't know, because like, what if it's, I heard, heard about, you know, that particular scene in the movie that just was too much for a lot of people. Yeah. And, and I was like, yep, I'm glad I saw it at home, because I don't think I would be able to handle this. <laughs> in the theaters on the big screen <laughs> yeah no i was like nope so yep I'd, I'd have to agree i actually have a couple so terrifier series is the biggest one for me i just think you know it's it's, just, it's just depraved deranged is too much it's it's uh it's one thing if you're gonna like make that for fun but if you're trying to get like millions of people to watch it it's just not something i think should be made but anyway that's just that's one the other series is actually the human centipede i don't oh, think that should yeah. have been made I don't think that should have been made. I yeah, that I agree. I think it's yeah, that yeah. Like why why would you make something like that? I don't know. <laughs> it's just something's going on in their heads, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah, that's that's my two picks for movies that no one should see. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. definitely something that would make you want to like wash your eyes out after seeing that i know yeah go to a church and ask for forgiveness yep. <laughs> thanks for listening catch you again next week yep thanks for listening you've been listening to dark sign hero stay tuned for next week where we'll be talking about the legend of zelda and don't let your lawn lawn milk spoil see you next week